invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Get ready for an ear and heart and head tasty treat for today's Song of the Soul. We'll be speaking with Jim Beiser from over in Michigan in the wide orbit of Detroit. I connected to Jim through a previous Song of the Soul guest, Blair Hull, who used to run a couple of coffee houses, music venues, and then through his frequent duoist, Jan Christ. I got to hear a tiny bit from Jim in my interview with Jan, knew there was wonderful music to be heard from his fingers and lips, and sought him out. Jim performs solo sometimes, but he's a team player as well, and we'll talk about those collaborations in a moment. He conveys a wide range of music in his songs with an acoustic folk singer-songwriter bass, but flashes of jazz and other forms appear throughout. Mostly, there's an incredible amount of depth to his lyrics. So if you were looking for mindless pablum, sorry, wrong channel. Right now, let's head over to Franklin, Michigan to talk to Jim Beiser. Jim, I'm so excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You know, this has been a bit longer in coming than I would have hoped for. I interviewed Jan Christ, who's your performance partner for a lot of your concerts, back quite a ways. But I've just kind of meandered in your direction. And in the meantime, greeting up with a lot of the other Yellow Room Gang folks. For those who don't know about the Yellow Room Gang, why don't you mention who that is? Well, the Yellow Room Gang is a collective of songwriters. We've been meeting together for quite a while now, 10, 12 years The other folks in the group are um, my duo partner, Jan Christ. Jan Christ and David Tamulevich were sort of the instigators of the gang. Jan was working for David. David is a, in addition to being a performer, he's also a folk music booking agent. And Jan acted as his assistant for some years. And David was complaining how he never had a chance to write songs anymore because he was so busy with his booking business. And Jan says, well, maybe if we had like a regular group, maybe we'd have a motivation, an instigator to keep ourselves writing. They both thought that was a pretty good idea. And lo and behold, the Yellow Room Gang came into existence. So that was also David Tamulevich and his musical partner, Michael Huff. They're part of a duo called Mustard's Retreat. We also have Kitty Donahoe and Annie Caps, 
uh, local uh, Michigan, also Ann Arbor-based songwriters, and Matt Watroba, who spent years and years as a folk music DJ and a performer, but he'd never written songs before. That was really interesting. I think he absorbed an awful lot of very good influences from hosting a radio show and playing a bunch of fine music for so long, uh, because he came right out of the box writing some pretty darn good songs. Who am I leaving out? Oh, David Barrett. I think that's everybody, including me. And folks should know that the Yellow Room Gang does do its own recordings occasionally, too. Each of the performers is active individually or in duos or whatever, but the Yellow Room Gang has put out a couple of recordings which are really superb as well. So you can find a link to them on Jim Beiser's website, jimbeiser.com. Beiser is B-I-Z-E-R jimbeiser.com and you'll find links there to the Yellow Room Gang and to his website with Jan Christ who he performs in duo with frequently and you know I don't want to short the music that you have to share today Jim so why don't we get started right away on your Song of the Soul. I'm going to mention one more musical aggregation I'm part of that you can also link to from my website because I just would hate to leave them out. I'm a sideman in a group called Floyd King and the Bushwhackers and it's about as much fun as the name sounds like. But let's get to the music. Since we're sort of starting fresh here, how about the song titled Out of Nowhere? Because maybe we come out of left field. Where do we come from? I thought I knew once upon a time. I'm a little less sure about that these days. And it's a question. And I wrote this song. This dabbles in a little bit of science as well. A lot of people seem to like this song, and I think that this speaks to my view of what little we know of our existence and the universe, if you want to go straight to the big picture. We're going to listen to it right away. Let's get a bit funky, have some good music with Jim Beiser called Out of Nowhere. and neutrinos too small to be seen and all of these pieces somehow fall into place feels so solid but it's mostly empty space out of nowhere that's where I come from out of nowhere look out below don't know how you get something from nothing But here we are, here we go Flash in the pan, breath on the cheek Check out on a Sunday, just to cap off the week Spend our lifetimes in the wink of an eye. Pleased to meet you. Bye bye. Out of nowhere, that's where I come from. Out of nowhere, coming so slow. 
don't know how you get something from nothing, but here we are, here we go. Yonder to and fro, huge gaping holes in what we know. What's in between? Well, I can only presume something we don't see takes up the room out of nowhere. That's where I come from. Out of nowhere. With a show, don't know how you get something from nothing, but here we are, here we go. No, I said, don't know how you get something from nothing, but here we are, here we go, here we are. Out of Nowhere, from Jim Beiser's recording, Connected. And as you can tell, it's part quantum mechanics and part soul. And uh, very fitting for me, actually. When I heard that originally, Jim, I had the sense that you've been doing some reading, not only on quantum physics, but maybe on chaos theory. Or maybe you've heard someone talking about chaos theory. Is that true? Yeah, sure. That's part of it. I think it's hard to deny, uh, any of us take a good look around, we're in the middle of chaos theory sometimes. For sure, and because I was actually, I've been a physics teacher. Oh, really? Including introductory courses at the university level, and that's what I did actually when I was in the Peace Corps in West Africa. I taught physics and chemistry and math. So it's actually my line, so it was very natural for me to explore into that. And given my kind of wide-open Quaker theology, it was very natural to find the connection between the soul and quantum physics and how we are what we are and what we think we are. I don't know that you go on dates anymore, but are you the kind of person who used to bring up advanced physics and biology concepts when you first went on a date? (laughs) Well... My wife and I have been together for so long that my wife and I met in high school and we were married in our very early 20s. So it's been an awfully long time since I've been on a date with someone I didn't know well, per se. But it was important to me back then, many, many decades ago, that I would get across an idea of who I was and what I believed and uh, that type of thing. And what did you believe back then? All of my teen years, I was part of a charismatic Christian group, to put it in a more uh, casual term. I was a Jesus freak, and that was a very exciting, very uh, wonderful experience for a while. It's not a place that I inhabit these days. I, As happens, you discover some of the issues that come up with the true believers, which I was at the time. It's almost inevitable that there's a certain level of intolerance that comes through. And I was guilty of that, along with some other folks I knew. 
And I saw ways in which it really hurt some people. And it moved me away from that idea that I had the answer and that I knew what everything was about. But that's where I was then. Since you got involved with the Jesus Freaks, with Charismatic Christians, when you were a teenager, pre-teen, were you something else? Oh, well, I was raised Protestant, Lutheran specifically, and went to Sunday school, went to church, went through a basic catechism. When I was a kid, it was, it was kind of just something that you did. You know, your family went to church, and it wasn't a strong a spiritual connection it felt that way, oh, at, say, at Christmas and Easter, perhaps. But day to day, it wasn't like a huge, important aspect of my life as it became when I joined the uh, charismatic group as a teenager. Then it became a life devotion and a path to follow. And as you said, that's a path that you took a side path from some time ago, and we're going to get to that a little bit. But first, we need some more music. I don't want people to think that this is all about talking. You're our great songwriter, and I think we need to hear some more. That dovetails beautifully, actually, into this next song, which questions the path, and where is the path, and how do you follow it? The River Knows, that's this next one. Somewhere a hidden stream is flowing, twisting, turning Down below the ground It is nowhere But when you hold yourself quite still You feel the current You can almost hear the sound Drawing you down Pulling you from somewhere You can feel some certain strange connection Swallow that cradle up in your throat Try not to think Put your worst foot forward And follow Walking blind as if by faith Is some kind of instinct What you're moving toward Who is this man Wandering this dry and rocky field He keeps changing his direction and the river knows exactly where it's going The river knows exactly where it's bound It doesn't care for right or left North or south or east or west It is only going down Deeper still with every turn around Long and straight and fast we fly away Pave the whole world over Moving sideways As we skate along the surface Every which way Not coming any closer Out of your mind Stepping off this road From the appeal Of some dim recollection And the river knows exactly Where it's going River knows exactly where it's bound It doesn't care for right and left North or south or east or west It is only going down Deeper still with every turn around Back and forth and around and around and around Sometimes we take the long 
care where it's bound It doesn't care for right or left North or south or east or west It is only going down Deeper still with every turn Deeper still with every turn Deeper still with every turn That's a great song, The River Knows, and it's from Jim Beiser's recording, Connected. That's one of two recordings you can get out there by a physical CD, via CD Baby, but you can find him on iTunes, everywhere else. His website is jimbeiser.com. Beiser is B-I-Z-E-R. The River Knows, and those very smart rivers. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I suppose we could attribute intelligence to a river, but... I guess that gravity knows might be also one way of saying it. Yes, that's true. Again, you started off as Lutheran upbringing. You, as a teenager, became involved in Jesus Freaks, charismatic Christian, and then you went somewhere else. And was this before or after you got married? Well, this was before I was married. However, pretty much my move away from the Jesus movement, so to speak, was just by chance coincided with the start of my relationship with the woman who had become my wife. So we kind of went through that together in some ways. I wound up moving away from any kind of organized religion for a long time. I still thought about things, felt like a spiritual connection to the world, to other people. But you might say I was uh, anti-religious, so to speak, after my experience with what I'd been through in my teen years. And so how long did you go in this wanting to stay very disorganized with respect to organized religion? Well, in a way, I'm still there. It was fairly while ago now that my wife and I did join a Unitarian Universalist church. And that's about as dogmatic as we wanted to get. And if you're familiar with the UU Church, it's not very dogmatic. But it is a group of people who are coming together. It's a community is what it is. And they're talking about things and thinking about our existence and spiritual notions. And they can be pretty different. We've got Christians in our church. We have atheists in our church. We have Wiccans in our church. They're all over the map, and they all bring something to the conversation. And the best part of it was, you know, uh, having a larger community again with which, you know, we could share these ideas and thoughts. One of the lines that I really like, it's at the end of the chorus in The River Knows, 
It's deeper still with every turnaround. I have a sense of you, Jim, just from listening to your music, that deep is the direction you feel pulled. That's why I, I can't imagine you not being spiritual, not looking at the world through a strongly spiritual lens. Is this how you identify yourself? Well, yeah, sure. And I, I don't know if this is a mirage or not, but we hope we're getting closer to some sort of understanding of who we are and why we are. Uh, why we are maybe is a tall order. But yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the hope. Folks, we are speaking with Jim Beiser today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, that means that you find us at northernspiritradio.org, where you'll find 11 and a half years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find connections to our guests. Jim Beiser's website is jimbeiser.com, but Beiser, I mean, there are many ways you could spell it, though almost everybody can spell Northern Spirit Radio. So you can find a link to Jim and all our other guests on our site. You'll find more information about them. You'll find the song list, for instance. You'll also find a place to post comments, and we do love having two-way communication, so please post a comment when you visit. There's also a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported. It's not because corporations want to make it happen, and it's not because the government is subsidizing it. It's because you, the listener, are making it happen. Even more important than supporting Northern Spirit Radio, however, is to support your local community radio station. Jim mentioned before that Matt Trobo was a DJ for a number of years. Local community radio and local programming is so crucial to having a sense of your city, your village, your state. It's so important to have local programming. So please support your local community radio station. And if you got some shekels left over, please help out Northern Spirit Radio. Again, Jim Beiser is here. He's from Franklin, Michigan. And Franklin, Michigan, people probably can't identify. So if they're looking on the map, what should they look for, Jim? Detroit. And there's a lot of great music around Detroit. People maybe think of Detroit mainly in terms of the decline of the auto industry. And they think about cities nearby that have bad water systems and that kind of collapse. But at the same time that there have been struggles in many areas, the music industry seems only to have thrived on it. That's absolutely true. I mean, Motown's the obvious example, but there's uh, so much going on here, too. A whole lot of really uh, important pop and rock acts have come out of here. We've got a world-class orchestra. There's a lot of wonderful stuff coming out of Detroit. And as we mentioned before, there's the Yellow Room Gang, and there's Floyd King and the Bushwhackers, and there's Jan Christ and Jim Beiser, all kinds of good folks. And by the way, I, I don't know that you actually knew this, Jim, but I've interviewed about half of the members at this point of the Yellow Room Gang, and I've got s some wanted posters on my wall for the remaining outstanding Desperados. Got to round them up. I better. And let's round up another song while we're at it. What's next for your Song of the Soul? This next one was a song that came out of nowhere. It was funny because I think I decided I wanted to make records when I was seven years old. Did I actually do it? No, I've been a career musician part-time since I was in junior high school, full-time since I quit college. Somehow, I never got around to making that record. So I was well into, I was into middle age when I finally got that first record done. And there was a song I was working on, which was going to be the last song I needed to finish. And wow, it just wasn't 
going well. It just wasn't sitting right. I wasn't happy with it. My family and I had planned a major vacation trip. We were going to go down to Belize for a couple of weeks. And I really, 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 really wanted to get this record done before we went on this big trip. So I wouldn't have to think about it. I wouldn't have to sweat it while I was on vacation. And, you know, I just didn't get it done. Everything else was done except this one song that I was unhappy with. And I needed one more song for the record. So when we were down there, it was bothering me. So I decided, well, you know, I'm on vacation. Let's try to put this to rest. So we were staying on an island off the coast there in the Caribbean. And we had been visiting many of the Mayan ruins that are scattered all throughout Central America. And those are totally fascinating. And we had learned a lot about Mayan culture. And so I did something I've never done. I prayed to the Mayan gods. I said, help me not worry about this project. And if there's anything you can do to help me finish this up, that'd be great. I said that little prayer as I went to sleep that night. And when I woke up in the morning, I had the entire first verse of this song in my head and ideas for where I wanted the rest of it to go. And I was able to finish off that song in no time flat. And I really like it. It was really a keeper for me. And so uh, I owe one to the Mayan gods. And what he owes to the Mayan gods is before you know it. Top of the roller coaster, poised at the start of the bobsled run, peering down into the sausage grinder. Pretty soon we're gonna have some fun. It'll be over before you know it. Best just to take this all in stride. It'll be over before you know it. Then you will be on the other side. Die from the top of the mountain cliff Footstep upon a banana peel That's what you get when you fall in love Delightful wound that will never heal It'll be over before you know it If you are not careful to guard the treasure It'll be over before you know it Unless you are willing to trust and hope And give and be lucky beyond any reason a shooting star, miniature candy bar, dot com career, a six ounce beer, we're eat petite, short but sweet. Better not let it pass unnoticed I don't even know how I got here Who is behind this crazy game The universe filled with madness and wonder And a love for it all I just can't explain It'll be over before you know it Short but exhilarating ride It'll be over before you know it then you will be on the other side 
Jim Beiser is our Song of the Soul guest today. That's from his recording, Closer to the Surface, and one of two CDs that you'll find out there on cdbaby.com. You can get it from iTunes and everywhere else. That one, as you said, Jim, Grace of the Mayan Gods. Do you even know them by name? Uh, no, I'm afraid I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which verse started you off on that? The roller coaster? I mean, I know it's the first verse, but I, I'm somehow thinking that the ride you get when you're in love was somehow central to the whole thing. Well, love is certainly a roller coaster. There's no doubt about that. And I think that it was more than just a romantic idea as well. When you're a career artist, a career creative person, wow, is that a roller coaster? It's just not like a regular job. Not that I know much about regular jobs. I haven't had a regular job since I was 20, but I've been doing this other crazy business. But that's really quite the roller coaster, too. Well, you've got almost 40 years in the music-making industry. Does this mean you didn't have to work as a waitress to put yourself through your night job? I've never been a waitress. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> no, but that's true, actually. I managed to find work as a musician. Like I said, it's, since I was 14 years old, I was starting to play gigs on the weekends, play little parties or weddings or whatever. I did that all through high school and college. And it was when I was finishing up college that I was in a group that wanted to go full time. So we attempted to do that. It was a touch and go for a while there. But uh, sooner or later, I found my feet. I spent uh, many, many years playing cover music in bars and restaurants. I was a songwriter all that time, but that wasn't my main thrust as far as employment goes. Over the years, the more and more original music found its way into the sets. Once I'd done a, enough years of playing the cover music, which was a lot of fun and was very rewarding and taught me an awful lot. But uh, after a while, it had sort of turned into a been there, done that sort of scenario. And it was time to do something different. And uh, people seemed to be responding well to the original songs that had made their way into the bar sets. And that's when I uh, sort of stepped away from that. I'm sure that there's many songs that you played in the days of yore that are still happy in your heart, stuff that you really love still. Can you name one or two of the songs that you used to play that are still present to you? A lot of it was fun. I spent a large portion of my bar performing days in an acoustic duo with my brother, my brother Randy. We were called the Beiser Brothers. And I had also worked in various different bands, larger groups, and playing dance music, playing rock and roll, playing a little bit of jazz, mixed up a bunch of different stuff. But I spent most of my bar gigging years performing in this duo and when we started out, we started out in the late 70s, early 80s, doing all the sort of the usual suspects of that era for an acoustic duo playing James Taylor and Cat Stevens and Gordon Lightfoot and folks like that. But we rapidly expanded our repertoire to a whole lot of other types of music and going back further in time. So we went back to the 50s, the 40s, even the 30s while also keeping current with the 80s and the 90s that we wound up uh, getting involved in while we were still performing together. So we had this incredibly wide swath of material. 
And I love doing some of those old songs, some of the standards from the 30s and 40s that we would do. Hoagie Carmichael, we'd play songs by Louis Jordan, uh, a little jump swing stuff. Clever, really, really fun songs. Uh, some of the R&B from the 50s, Sam Cooke, the early Motown. And then when the singer-songwriters happened, we were so into that as we were growing up, the folks like... I was a James Taylor devotee. He taught me how to finger-pick guitar. Uh, not personally. <laughs> I didn't have Oh, come on. He, he came to Detroit and taught you, didn't he? In a way, back when Fire and Rain was first out, there was a guitar player by the name of Happy Trom. What a wonderful name. He uh, wrote the definitive book on how to play like James Taylor. And, uh, <laughs> and we got that book in uh, 1970 or 71, whenever it was. And uh, it was a real education. And the other marvelous thing about learning to play all this wide variance of music is that it taught me so much about different styles. And, and all of those things have come together in my writing. So there's a touch of a lot of different things that uh, crop up in my songs. And it's fun for me. I think it's fun for the listeners, too. And you know, it'd be even more fun. We better move on to some more music of yours because we've got some more tunes that we want to share today. What's up next? Well, uh, this is a song that I recorded with my duo partner, Jan Christ. So you get to hear both of us sing on this one. This is called How Far Down. We have only scratched the surface. Skated along on the surface tension Depths below us we don't seem to mention Icebergs gleaming in the sun Shining and stark Vivid tips of mountain ranges Heading in the dark And above all only that we can see right through The rest of me and you Still deep under the
two voices on that one. You get to hear our guest for today's Song of the Soul, Jim Beiser, but also his typical performance partner, Jan Christ. I say typical because he also performs with the Yellow Room Gang and Floyd King and the Bushwhackers and solo on his own. So you can find him in many configurations, especially if you go via his website, jimbeiser.com. Beiser is B-I-Z-E-R. And that was How Far Down. And it's from a recording that Jan Christ and Jim Beiser did together called Two, like in T-O-O. How much do we understand? How well do we know ourselves? So you've been a creative musician, writing songs. Have you scratched the surface on knowing yourself yet, Jim? Barely, it seems sometimes. As the song said, it's like there's a lot that remains to be discovered, I think. And I feel like I'm still getting to know myself in some ways. And I occasionally surprise even myself. <laughs> and how well do you think you know your wife? I'm not trying to get you in trouble, by the way. I'm just wondering if that's even a greater mystery. Sure it is. And it's interesting because we've known each other and lived together now for so long, because we've been together all this time. And we know each other about as well as I could imagine we could know another person. And yet... You know, we still sort of react in ways that are unexpected. It remains a bit of a mystery. And I I think that's a good thing. It keeps us just slightly on our toes. Well, it's good to have someone keeping you on your toes. Keep us on our toes by introducing another song. Sure. This next song is one that uh, is pretty specific in its subject because I, I wrote this in the fall of 2001. 9-11 had happened, and it's funny because there are uh, friends of mine, including Yellow Room Gang members, who jumped up and wrote songs the day of the attacks, and I salute them for that, and they wrote terrific songs. And me, it took uh, just a little bit of percolating, and my song was as much about our response of invading Afghanistan as it was the reaction to the attacks. It's called We Are All Connected. The ways in which these things, these events impact all of us in ways that we don't always recognize at first. We are all connected by Jim Beiser. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't me I wasn't there It was no one I knew Just a particularly bad example Of the unspeakable things that people do And I watched with a numbness Too soon to feel the pain As I saw their lives come down like rain And I thanked heaven That I had not been hurt Of course I found out I was wrong Should have known all along That we are all connected We are all connected Bound in ways that could not be detected. We are all connected. Do unto others, live and let live. Where have I heard these words before? From a faraway place. And a long ago time Before these waves came crashing on our shores We cut out the cancer When it threatens life and limb Pinpoint the tumor and do away with him To reach what's inside We must pierce our own skin Will the cure be more than we can stand? Pray for wisdom and a steady hand For we are all connected We are all connected In spite of we have erected We are all connected Find the blade That can cut the fear The fear in which All hate is born Cut it away And the truth will appear shall discover when the veil is torn we are all connected we are all connected though our ties have so long been neglected connected We are all connected
a simple, deep, clearly heartfelt song, We Are All Connected by Jim Beiser, my guest here today for Song of the Soul. That's from his Connected album. And following 911, of course, Jim, you're sitting with that. The, the we in that title and in that song, what faces would you put to that we? Literally everyone, everyone on the planet. The countries we invaded, the people who attacked us, you know, we need a dialogue. <laughs> we need to do what we can to understand each other because people were doing these horrific acts in some ways out of desperation, needing to make a change in the world that they found important enough to do something that horrendous. I don't abide by what happened in the slightest, but you look back to like what provokes these things. It's a very, very tough question, and it's a charge to all of us to try to come together even with those who we vehemently disagree with. We have to find some sort of way to connect because we are connected and we can't help it. We are already there and we can destroy ourselves and each other or we can try to work it out. And if that isn't a timely message for America right now, I, <laughs> I don't know what. I wrestle myself with some of the issues related to that because the we that we're connected to has to include people who are NASCAR fans. I did an interview recently for Spirit in Action, which I entitled Learning to Speak Both NASCAR and NPR. I think <laughs> yeah. Because it's probably more likely that you and I, as uh, your Unitarian Universalist connected, I'm Quaker connected, that we're more likely to speak NPR than we are NASCAR. Yes, it is true. On the other hand, I come from a family which is definitely working class, and uh, I would say that maybe NASCAR is a bit more native for a lot of my siblings. Yes, that doesn't that, mean the same is, is absolutely true for me. I've got fans of auto racing, particularly on both sides of my family. And so uh, I'm, no, I'm no stranger to that world either. And is the connection as easy to find there as it is with the Afghanis or something? Well, at least we have the English language in common. But I would hope that, you know, everyone, I think, I think, is looking for a way to live and survive and get along. I mean, obviously, there are those who are not very interested in getting along, but it's because they have found no other way, is what I think. I, this may be going off on a tangent, but is that how you feel about the Trump administration? Oh. <laughs> I, I was trying to ask you a heavy question. Maybe we should... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Leaving the administration aside for a moment, but thinking about the people who embraced Trump and elected Trump, which I'll confess, I, I did not vote for the man. But there were plenty of people who did, even if they weren't the majority, they managed to get a whole gosh darn lot of them uh, enough to make him our president. We can't just dismiss these people if we don't understand where they're coming from. And it's important that we learn where we are 
where a lot of us are in our nation. If we want to live together, clearly a lot of these people are extremely frustrated with the status quo. And a whole lot of people, I think, were simply voting against the status quo. And uh, we'll see where that leads us. But, wow, maybe we could have a, dare I say it, a more controlled situation if we were able to converse a bit more and take each other seriously in some way. I, that's my hope, anyway. Yeah, my hope as well. Well, we've got time for one more song, Jim. How can we finish off your Song of the Soul? Well, I'd like to feature here the title song from my first record, which is called Closer to the Surface. And it's a, I guess we, we can wish this for our nation too, because it's about rebirth. It's about being born again. It sort of, you know, it harkens back to my days as a Jesus freak, because it was a big thing to be born again. You know, that was that was the whole crux of things. And over the course of my life, I've come to feel that we are born again every so often, over and over. (laughs) And sometimes we get stuck and we wind up in a situation that was working for us and maybe isn't working so well for us anymore. And we have to find a new direction, a new path. Doesn't mean we have to throw everything out and junk everything and start from scratch. But sometimes we need a new perspective, a new way of looking at things. And I think for me, it happens every so often. I have a It feels like a creative rebirth, and that's sort of where I'm headed in this song. Well, we've all got the itch that needs to be scratched, and it's telling us something to look at, and a lot of Jim Beiser's music seems to do that, points us to look at things that need looking at. And I really appreciate that music. I appreciate you spending the time with me here today, Jim. Thank you so much for having the conversation. We've been with Jim Beiser, website jimbeiser.com. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We're going to close out with one more song from Jim Beiser called Closer to the Surface. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Here's Closer to the Surface.
the surface And it's getting clearer As I get closer Closer to the surface The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul